Maybe you've never known the kind of person who, uh, well, they get caught up in all the drama. <clears throat> they get caught up in everything that's going on around them. It might even not be their problem, not their circumstances, but they're worried about the circumstances of somebody else. They're so concerned what might happen to somebody they don't even know that they can't get through their day every day. Well, leaders have a strategy for overcoming those circumstances and the malaise that comes along with them. And that's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. I think we've all had those days where it doesn't matter what's going on in our world. We just kind of feel like <clears throat> a wet blanket has been thrown on life. Everything seems to be twice as hard as it should be. The emotions that we would normally deal with in our life are, well, they're dark and they're gray and they're pitiful and they kind of feel like everything is woe is me. Now, the real challenge is when days like that come and we're unwilling to push through them by admitting that's not my problem. I think about it for a moment. How often have you as a leader, taking on the drama that belongs to somebody else. Somebody else is having a hard time in a relationship. Somebody else is falling behind in their sales numbers. Somebody else, <coughs> unrelated to you, <clears throat> somebody else unrelated to you is having a really hard time with just coping with their fellow employees or the new standards of the job. And you take it on yourself to feel bad for them to try to find some way to resolve it for them, to find some way to make their life better, even though it's really not your problem. <clears throat> I would ask you to raise your hands, but I can't see them. I do know, though, that on a regular basis, leaders take it on themselves to ensure that the well-being of others is, is covered. It's taken care of. I mean, that's what makes a good leader. A good leader is one who says, I see the team around me. I'm worried about the team around me. I want to do good for the team around me, and I want my team to do well. But there are some specific strategies that leaders can place in their own lives, daily tactics, things that, that have to be done that go above and beyond the circumstances to say, there's a way that I'm going to approach this and realize whether or not it's for me to solve or not. Do I have to solve this problem, or is it something they're going to have to cope with? And this is really more practical when you look at it through the eyes of a parent who has a toddler. See, when parenting toddlers, it's fairly easy to be able to say, I, I can see that your problem is caused by the fact that you're standing on the seat of the tricycle. Now that the tricycle has shot up from under you and you have fallen on the coffee table, well, we may need to get you medical attention. We may just need to get you a bag of frozen peas out of the refrigerator. But we're going to deal with the problem that you've got right now, the circumstances you find yourself in. But we also need to deal with how you got here. It's easy as a parent to be able to separate those two. It's really easy to be able to say, if you hadn't been chasing the cat through the kitchen, the odds that you slipped on the tile and ran into the dishwasher would have been almost zero. In fact, if you were playing outside with the cat, the chances are you would have fallen on soft grass. You would have been in the right place at the right time so that your injuries were minimized and so was your shame. 
But instead, you made decisions that led up to this moment. See, leaders have the ability to back out from the circumstances and say, how did we get here? How did we get to this point? And to be able to separate the emotional drama of the circumstances, the consequences, the result of previous behavior or attitudes, to be able to separate those out, that is a leadership skill that must be practiced and honed. And it would, you would think it comes naturally to everyone, but it really doesn't. There are a lot of people who go through their entire life with the inability to identify their behavior or their attitudes, which led to the circumstances, which led to the consequences of the situation they find themselves in right now. And the result of that is they spend the rest of their life, most of their life, blaming other people for where they are. When they find themselves in a, in a funk that just won't go away for days, they find themselves in the malaise, the unsettled, uneasy feeling that something's about to go wrong. They can't really put their finger on why, except to know that it's kind of the standard for their life. It's the MO. It's the standard operating procedure. This is kind of what I expect to happen in my life because as I think of the past two years, 20 years, everything seems to go wrong, seems to go bad, and I can't really put my finger on why. It just always does. It's got to be somebody else's fault because it couldn't be me, right? Well, as a leader, the ability to strategize and say, here's some of the ways that we can identify the circumstances that you're in, the consequences that you're experiencing, and what led to them. We can ask ourselves, what could I have done differently? Now, that seems like a really simple question. It is not. Because what could I have done differently automatically assumes that whatever is wrong, I played a part in it. Now, when we back way out and we look at things like the global pandemic, people losing their jobs, kids staying home from school, uh, the supply chain issue, national inflation, global shutdowns and economy shifts and jobs that went away that because of the change in cultural societies in this evolution of the last, what, less than two years, some of those career fields may never return. Some of them may be forever gone. Now, when we look at that and we ask ourselves, what could I have done differently? The answer seems up front to be, well, nothing. I didn't cause the pandemic. I didn't create the pandemic. I'm just dealing with it. It cost me my job. It cost me my maybe a, a stable part of my income might even cost me an eviction or or some horrible calamity and so here I am in these circumstances and every day it's the same old thing malaise or maybe every day it seems to be getting a little bit worse and I didn't do anything to cause this or bring it upon myself well you may not have been the origin of the problem but remember e plus r equals o you can't control the event you can control your response, and that will control the outcome. So while it seems easy to dismiss all the shifts of our culture and the current problems, whether you blame it on the media or you blame it on the healthcare, or you blame it on the government, or you blame it on the pandemic, or you, you can blame it on anybody you want to, but the reality is at some point as an individual, you've got to ask and answer the question, what could I have done differently? What strategies could I put in place? Let me ask the question in a different vein. What would you do differently now? 
If you knew two years ago what you know now, what would you do differently? Would it be a different career field? Would it be a different level of education? Would it be that you studied different things for your education? Would it be a backup plan that included, I don't know, land in Montana somewhere? Would it be a backup plan that included a second line of income? Would it be a backup plan to have gold stashed away in a mason jar in the backyard somewhere? I don't know what that plan might have been. But if you're not asking yourself the question, what could I have done differently? And being honest enough to say, what I could have done differently may not change the circumstances I'm in now, but it could definitely change if something like this happens again in the future. See, leaders have the strategic thinking ability to look at a plan and go, what would happen if? What if I had done A, B, or C? How different would things be now? Where would I be today if I'd approached this differently from the very beginning? There are a lot of people when the whole shutdown thing happened, they ran off like ostriches and hid in the sand and waited for it all to be over. There are others who doubled down and they got into the business of selling PPPs or, or cleaning services or sterilization services and they've made a boatload of money as a result because their strategy wasn't to hide in the malaise and wait for it to be over. No, they charged into the storm with a new idea, with a new opportunity and said, if life's going to hand me lemons, I'm opening 15 lemonade stands. That's the kind of strategic thinking that makes one a leader. It's what makes a leader a successful leader. Now, when it comes to those relational issues, internal issues, when, we, when I say internal, let me give you two aspects of internal. Me dealing with me and me dealing with perhaps family. Siblings, spouse, parents, grandparents, internal issues. Maybe even in a small company or organization, you'll have internal issues. Those issues that are so close and personal that every day you have to cope with them. If you get on the bad side of somebody and they're the kind of person that holds a grudge, that's going to be an internal issue that's just going to eat you up constantly. The stress, the strain, the drama, the heartache, probably the heartburn that comes with that kind of relationship, that's tough. That's hard to deal with. And every day it will seem to take more out of you. Every day it will eat up more of your energy. Every day you'll feel more beat down by that kind of thing. You've got to have strategies to get around that. And they all start with the same question. What could I have done differently? Did I hurt them in some way? Did I cause the problem in the relationship? Did I create the strain in the relationship? And if the answer to that question is an honest no, they went through a divorce, they lost a loved one, they were in a car accident, they lost everything. Maybe that's the cause of the strain in the other person's relationship. But there's still the question for you. What could I have done differently? And what could I do differently now? How could I change the circumstances that I find myself in now? Maybe it's distance for that person for a bit. Maybe it's treating them a little differently than the way that you have conversations with them, the things that you bring up, the things that you talk about. If you've ever had that kind of friend that you're only their friend when they have a crisis, you're only their friend when they need something from you. Maybe they just need an ear. They need you to listen because they're having a rough day. They need you to be there while they're processing through some thoughts. Maybe they're the kind of friend that you're only a friend to them 
when they need money and they think you have some. We've all had friends like that. We've all had that moment in time when everything in our life that was of value was needed by somebody else, apparently greater than we needed it ourselves. That's the kind of relationship that you need to be reevaluating, asking yourself, what could I have done differently? Maybe, I don't know, choose different friends. That's hard to say, especially talking about family or employees. That's really hard to say, well, I'll just move out of this relationship. But you can certainly set boundaries. A great book called Boundaries by Henry Cloud. If you haven't read that and considered that in the course of your relationships, children, spouses, loved ones that are close family that you see every week and ones that you don't see but once or twice a decade. Boundaries is a really good way to manage that. If you ask yourself that tough question and you keep asking it until you get an answer, what could I have done differently? The answer may be boundaries. I could have set better boundaries. I could have enforced those boundaries emotionally, financially, relationally, conversationally. If you've ever had that person in your life that brings the malaise when they walk in the room, you know there are certain people when they walk in the room, the room lights up, everybody's happy, they're here, they're all excited. I have a puppy that is convinced that that's me, that when I walk in the room, her world just lights up. But when I walk out of the room, she becomes a complete pain in the neck. She drags everything off the counter. She climbs on top of stuff she's not supposed to. She chews up stuff she's not supposed to. When I walk back in the room, she wants in my lap. She wants around my neck. She wants to climb on me. And she's not distracted by anything else in the world but me. She's convinced I am the light of her world. She's a little nut, to be honest with you, but she's a door. For everybody else, she's just a pain in the neck. Maybe you have someone in your life like that. That, to them, you hung the moon. You make everything in life perfect. You make everything wonderful. But when they're in your life, they drag you back. But ask that tough question again. What could I have done differently? And having done that thing differently, what would it look like? How would I press forward with that done differently? Leaders understand that to rise above the circumstances that you find yourself in, to get out of the malaise, you've got to ask some tough questions, and then you've got to be able to strategize. Maybe it's boundaries. Maybe it's a, a plan B. Maybe it's that backup plan, whether it's financial, emotionally, relationally, career-wise. I remember in the early 2000s, during the building of the dot-com bubble that then became the dot-com bust, in that, print, in that season of time, I read a book, probably on the top shelf back there behind the plaque. Uh, the book is called Brand U 50 by Tom Peters, and he made a really profound statement in that book. He said, let me just tell you, job security, it's a myth. Job security is a myth. Employment security, on the other hand, should be your goal. Well, what did he mean by that? Well, this is one of those strategies that allows the leader to rise above the circumstances and the malaise. He said, don't worry about whether or not the company you work for now will continue to employ you, because chances are they won't. You'll get too old, you'll get too expensive, someone cheaper, someone younger, someone more vibrant, someone with a new idea will come along to take your place. It is inevitable. Even if you started the company, the chances are there's going to be a day they're going to be like, yeah, it's time for you to go out faster, it's time for you to retire, there's somebody else who can do your job better. Job security because of that truth, is a myth. Employment security is not. 
Employment security says I have a set of skills that whether I stay with this job until I retire, whether I stay in this job until I get my pension, whether I stay with this job until I sell the company or not, there will always be a source of income for me. There will always be a way that my skills, my talents, my gifts, my abilities will be on the forefront of earnings. And until then, I will continue to add to the repertoire of what I'm capable of, what I'm competent at. Listen, if you are not, as a leader, asking yourself on a regular basis, I recommend daily. In circumstance A, what could I have done differently? In this relationship, what could I have done differently? In this contract with this client, what could I have done differently? In this short-term and long-term goal, what could I have done differently? That is the key strategy that allows leaders to look at every circumstance that's good or bad and say, I want more of that and less of that, and here's how I'm going to get it. What could I have done differently? Take responsibility for that. Answer the question. Keep asking it until you have an answer. Break it down as many ways as you have to. But when you find those answers, take the ownership of them and say, now that I know what I could have done differently then, I know for a fact what I would do differently next time. And if I can't undo it now, at least I can prevent it or cope with it in advance for the next time. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. So tell it like it is to you. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.